Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. The most cherished treasure in life is peace. The most cherished life. You can renounce anything and everything. You can go without anything in the world. You can still be happy if you can only keep your peace. On the other hand, you may have everything in the world. Everything. I mean everything. You can add anything you want into that everything. <laughs> but if you don't have peace, you have nothing. Because all that, everything that you have without your peace, are not going to make you happy always. Momentary happiness, yes, I do accept that. But it's always mixed with unhappiness. It is a known fact. History has proved it and proving it. And it will always prove that. In a way, the purpose of the whole world is to educate us this truth. Mother Nature constantly is teaching us this truth. Don't run after me. I cannot make you always happy. Even if I make you a little happy, there will be a little unhappiness along with that. If you really want permanent, eternal happiness, get away from me. Go to the Father. Mother Nature is trying to push you away. How? Sometimes even very cruel. She hits you if you keep on running after her, holding her eh, sari and say, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Eh? A good mommy will hit the child. No, don't depend on me. Stand on your own feet. That's the reason why in Mother Nature, all these things, people who have billions of dollars, big positions, uh, have everything, but they constantly get into sufferings. That is a, an indirect way of the Mother Nature teaching us that these are all no good. This won't make you permanently happy. Then shouldn't I go for these things? If they don't make me happy, should I stay away from all that? No. 
in simple words don't run after them stop running after them turn around <laughs> go to the source of the happiness that is within once you found that all the things that you were running after will begin to run after you isn't it mysterious as long as you run after they seem to be running ahead of you that's why there was a funny example you stand huh, having the sun behind your back and you see your shadow and it looks very pretty and it's oh that's really pretty let me go and catch it and you run to catch your shadow what happens hmm the more you run the faster it runs ahead of you you can never catch your shadow so you run and run and run and run and run <laughs> and then certainly there will be a time that you get sick and tired <laughs> don't we say that in our life sometimes oh i am sick and tired if i hear anybody saying that i am supremely happy <laughs> why because now he or she will stop running and then turn around that is the nature dukkham eva sarvam vivekinah patanjali says if you are intelligent enough know that when you run after things it's going to bring you suffering then what should i do stop running then where else i should go turn around you have come a long way from the source when you turn around and walk you are walking towards the sun towards the light but there is a feeling that somebody seems to be following you gently look over the shoulder who is coming after you the same guy after whom you were running right you stop running after and turn around and walk towards the light the shadow will be running after you so seek that light first then everything will be running after you i'm just twisting the biblical saying a little <laughs> seek that kingdom of heaven kingdom of god first let that be your first and foremost duty what is that kingdom where is it within you 
kingdom is within you. And who is there in that kingdom? Babies. The kingdom lie among kindren, babies. If you have that kind of baby mind, sometimes when you become a teen, immediately you, mommy, don't baby me anymore. <laughs> As if you are grown up. On the other hand, all the saints ask you to get back to that babyhood again. Develop the attitude of a baby, non-attached. Then you are in the kingdom. That's where all the peace, all the joy is. When you experience that, immediately all the things that you have been running after all this time comes after you. Name will come, fame will come, money will come, people will come, positions will come. Everything will be after you. That's why in one of the Upanishads, they talk about the greatness of sannyas. Who is a sannyasi? The one who totally renounced one's selfishness. That's what. That's what you call sannyasa. Sannyasam. Well renounced. What? The I, me, mine. If you honestly feel that you have renounced everything and you are not running after anything, The scriptures say, at the feet of such a sannyasi, Lakshmi and Saraswati will be sitting, looking for command. Yeah. The goddess of wisdom, goddess of learning and goddess of wealth. What else we need? We need money. <laughs> we need intelligence, right? They will be at your beck and call. They will be at your feet waiting for your command. You don't even have to read any books. If somebody asks you a question, you, all you have to do is, Saraswati, what's the answer? <laughs> She'll be whispering and you just, uh, I gave the answer. Huh? Yeah. The Maharaja wants to come and build up a temple and comes to a sannyasi, all he has to do is, Lakshmi, what do you say? Okay, tell him we'll do it. It's true. You don't have to run after anything. Don't even go run after books. Uh oh. 
<laughs> Ganesh will not be happy. <laughs> the distribution. <laughs> huh? All the knowledge comes to you. The entire wisdom sits at your feet. Because your mind is completely tranquil, balanced mind. So it becomes a beautiful mirror. And the entire knowledge is there. The cosmic mind, cosmic intelligence is there. It just reflects. You become a receiver of the entire cosmic transmission. And then because you are not attached to anything, even though they come attached to you, you just keep them around, use them for others. You keep them, you don't possess them. You have everything, at the same time you don't have anything. You appear to be bound by everything, but you are totally free. It's really, uh, the philosophy is very intricate sometimes. At one point, Bhagavad Gita, when it talks about Karma Yoga, which we are talking now, selfless service for freedom, sometimes we think that, oh, well, Selfless. I'm not interested in any result. It's not for me I'm doing. I'm just doing. It doesn't matter. However I do, I do. Because I'm not doing it for my sake. It's not my thing. It's not for my money, my name, my thing. So, do it anyway, haphazard. Bhagavad Gita admonishes some people. It says, no. A person who is not interested in the result, in the fruit of the action, should do a better job. It clearly says, like a miserly businessman, looking for every cent in his business, you will be ten times more miserly in doing your business, but at the same time not attached. If you go a little deeper to understand this, a miserly person when he does, oh, I want to get all the profit, I am going to do this, do that, he is already developing a a little anxiety. I want to get it. See, with that anxiety, when he functions, somehow the function gets polluted by that anxiety. It's not a, a free, calm mind. Like an anxious doctor trying to operate on his own family members. Whereas a detached person, 
when he performs an operation, it will be more efficient because the mind is composed, not agitated. But a selfish mind will always be agitated. It's impossible to avoid that. However noble you look, Sometimes, uh, even attachment to an ashram, I'm doing it for my ashram. It's already, in a way, it's a little beginning. But your attachment limitation should not be limited only to the ashram. It's only a learning place. Then you learn to love the whole world. It's almost like you learn to dance in a quiet hall. Ultimately, you come out to the stage to dance for everybody. So one has to consciously, continuously watch for the reaction of the mind. Don't allow even a tinge of selfishness to come in. And selfishness is what you call ego in a way. I, me, for me. That means you completely free yourself from egoism. It is your own ego that binds you. Nobody else binds you. Even if the whole world wants to come and bind you, they cannot if you don't allow them to bind you. So, a complete selfless life and all the actions based on selflessness is the only way to enjoy the freedom. And that comes naturally when you realize that you don't have to do anything to make yourself happy. You have realized your own self or your own natural state of joy and peace. So you are not doing anything for the peace and for the joy. You are just doing it for fun of doing. The whole world, all your actions become a leela for you. In that state, you look like ordinary individual. In every respect, But the truth behind is you are liberated. Jivan Mukta. Livingly, living liberated. Liberation doesn't mean after death. Who wants that kind of liberation? Right now, you can be liberated.
it is for that we begin to first gradually give up a little this, little that, little that. Eh? And then come to offer our service. And it's a place like an offering stone. An ashram is an offering stone. You just, you have to have a stone to offer, huh, to break your coconut. So, ashram helps you to offer yourself. Because in other places they will give you a job. <laughs> Here they don't give a job. <laughs> they give you an opportunity to offer you, offer yourself. So this is sort of a, 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 what do you call, a, a jumping platform like. Hmm? From here, then you jump into the water. Hmm? Or this gives you a nice surfing board. Hmm? You take it, here you learn to surf in shallow water, and then you go out and face dangerous waves, dashing waves and still roll over. That's what everybody should achieve one day or other. And remember, whether you are interested in it or not, you will be forced to experience that. If you consciously work, things will be easy. It's almost like a, a naughty child getting a bath by the mother. She'll put you in the tub, apply soap all over, it'll burn you, you will jump around and you want to jump onto the tub, she will hold you tight and still rub you until you are clean. If you are quiet, more soap will not go into the eyes. If you revolt, more soap will go into the eyes. But she is not going to leave you. So Mother Nature is doing a thorough cleaning job. Allow yourself to get cleaned. Don't fight with her, wrestle with her, then it will be too irritating. Get clean. And if you are clean, you are next to God. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's why. If you cannot clean yourself, ask your neighbors to clean you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.